What's up, Red Raider Nation, and welcome to episode eight of the Lone Raider podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. I am your host, Jonah Young, and joining me today, as always, is my good friend, Nathan. Is that really Chris Evans? Zuniga, what's up, Zuni? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic. Uh, what's up, Jonah? How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing pretty good, you know, uh, just about to, about to watch some Thursday Night Football, about to watch our boy Mahomes uh, just sling it all over the field. You know, I'm hoping for uh, at least 300 yards and five touchdowns, you know, not for fantasy purposes, of course, but, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, with that said, I'm looking Strictly for, for fantasy Kelsey purposes, for, by the way. For all five of those touchdowns, <laughs> not for fantasy purposes. Cool, cool. Uh, happy to know you're going to have a good night with that. I <laughs> uh, hope so. I hope so. Uh, but on today's episode, we are going to be previewing Saturday's matchup versus NC State, which includes going over some keys to victory, players to watch out for, and overall matchup consensus. But before we get into that, I want to remind y'all to go follow our social media accounts. That is at Lone Raider Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also stream us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even on Amazon Music. But regardless of where you're listening, most likely in your cars, welcome in to your sixth favorite Texas Tech sports podcast brought to you by the fans who give a damn. And uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump right into the Triple R segment that we always do to kick off our shows. Um, No real uh. Red Raider recap of the week. Um, I did have one thing I wanted to go over, though, and uh, that is in regards to the NCAA. Uh, the NCAA has now adopted a transfer portal windows. You know, obviously, this affects every college, and Texas Tech falls under that umbrella, obviously. So, uh, yeah, the uh, transfer portal windows that the NCAA has implemented, um, there is a 45-day window uh, that starts at the uh, according to football at least this is for football so after the playoff field is announced they have 45 days to then uh enter their name into the transfer portal they cannot do it with uh in regards to that window and then there is a, another window from may 1st to may 15th that they can also do so there's there's a little 60-day windows that they have in college football i'm actually a fan of this you know i think this whole transfer portal era and the way that college sports has been heading. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of the wild west right now. Not really know how to handle it. I am for this type of regulation when it comes to uh, NCAA football. And I think, I think for winter sports, such as like basketball, it's um, it's flipped. It's flipped. So uh, it would start from December 1st to the 15th. That'd be the first initial 15 day window. And then after um, the March Madness tournament is, um, is uh, broadcasted after Selection Sunday the next day. Then you have a 45-day period where you can enter your name in the transfer portal. You do not have to transfer, like decide your school within that time. You just have to enter your name in during that time. So this really kind of hmm. prevents kids um, like like we're seeing right now um, uh, that are entering their name in the transfer portal as we speak. You know, there's uh, there have been, I think, like, uh, was it 13, you know, 15, 13 or 15 um, uh, players who have entered the transfer portal since August 31st um, that have been declined. Uh, They're not allowed to transfer yet. So, yeah, th- this took place, uh, I believe, on August 31st. So, yeah, this is a, it's just kind of a, a new regulation. I am for it. I think that, um, you know, it like, like I said, in this era that we have, you know, we, we need some sort of regulation, some sort of rules, some sort of implementations. Uh, this was actually a little bit of organization. In, yeah, know? yeah. This is actually introduced back in uh, July, just just as a proposal. Um, but yeah, now it's uh, now it has officially come to fruition, and um, you know, I am um, I'm a fan of it. I gotta say, wow. uh, there NCAA. is uh, there's one uh, one contingency there. Um, if a coach gets fired midseason, such as. Scott Frost, you know, like we saw him get fired after losing. Hot take State. by Jonah that came true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, did, did I say that? Did I say Scott Frost would get fired? This is last you did say. You I, did I know say I said that. he was on the hot seat. I don't know if I said he'd get fired, but I thought you said he'd get fired. Nor did I. I don't remember. You, I'm pretty I, sure I, one uh, of us said that he was going to definitely get fired. We have to go back. Y'all let us know. Listeners, let us know <laughs> who was right on that. But I knew he was on the hot seat, though. 
But um, so like for example, if your coach gets fired during that time, you then have a 30-day period where you can enter your name into the transfer portal after that. So yeah, that's uh that's really all we have as far as red recap goes. What 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 are your thoughts on that, dude? I, I didn't even uh I didn't even ask. I know, man. I think it's cool, especially just because honestly, the NCAA has been making a, a lot of good moves lately within their the the league. I guess you could call it. Um, but yeah, from this, from the the uh, what I always butcher it. Is it the NIL deals that the, NIL? Yes, NIL. Yeah, yeah. The deals that they could do now with the all the athletes. Good move. It was bound to happen. Happy they finally did it, even though. I felt like they prolonged that for as long as they could, in my opinion. But whatever, that's a different thing. It's still a good move to see um, that the CFB expanding uh, the playoff um, brackets. That's coming too, uh, in case anybody's uh, been paying attention. And then this, this just organizes the transfer portals. And I didn't know about the whole um, not having to name a school thing right off the top. That's really good. Like I said, uh, it kind of just sets, um, I guess, everything in motion during those times, especially too, because I mean, it would make sense for the players because uh, if you have like a bad spring or the spring, you kind of see how your standing is with your team and then you go into May, then you could decide that for your future. You, you see what I'm saying? So I think these are good times that they selected for the for the windows. And um, yeah, I just uh, it should just make the, the transfer portal less chaotic, I would say. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A, little, a little more organized, a little structure to it. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Kirk Herbstreit just... described it as just being the Wild West right now, and so yeah. there really wasn't any regulation. This kind of prevents players from uh, being able to enter like mid-season, like they have been doing. Like you know, they're they're not starting the first you know four or five games of the year. They just go into the name of the portal. They're like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm done. I'm leaving the team. Mm-hmm. Yada yada, whatever. Um, you know, because most cases, like coaches, even like we we always make the uh, argument that like, oh, coaches can kind of go anywhere after the year is over and then, you know, just do whatever, like players should have the same freedom, you know, cause they have a very you know short shelf life in college. You, mm-hmm. only, you only have four years. Um, so like, yeah, I, I like the one transfer rule, you know, like, Hey, it's, it's, you can play immediately. Uh, if you transfer just one time, if you're a graduate transfer, of course, that rule also follows. Um, so I, I really like that rule. And, but at the same time, it's like, you know, there's gotta be some sort of regulation that comes to it. You know, yeah, you got be sure. some sort of rules and limits to this. You can't just do it whenever, you know, willy nilly like that. Um, but yeah, I'm like I said, I'm 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 a fan of it. I like it. I don't know how it's really going to impact Texas Tech, considering uh, that you know we didn't really have a ton of players into the portal last year, uh, even though we had a coach fired mid season and uh, uh, a new one come in. We didn't really have any decommits. To be honest with you, like I think we had one player flip his commitment to Utah, and I, I can't think of his name uh, off the bat. I couldn't remember. Yeah, I, 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 I can't remember at all. But that that was really about it. And we had one starter leave to go to. Oddly enough, like we're just mentioning, Nebraska, <laughs> uh, being uh, Devin Drew. Devin Drew was the only starter we had last year that um, decided to transfer out there. So yeah, now he's having to go through coaching change. Um, but like we always say, sometimes the grass is not always greener on the other side. Sometimes you got to take um, care of the lawn that you got. That's yes. That's my defense. <laughs> take care of the lawn that you have. I've never heard that one before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you just make that up? Uh, I, I believe my brother told me that okay. <laughs> a long time ago, and it just stuck with me. My little you know brother, yeah. I think I think I might start using that now. I, I really one. think I He's do. like, you got to maintain your lawn. You know what I mean? Take care of it. The grass is in exactly. the it's just like the the three players we have from Tech transferred to Houston last week. You know, realizing that you know Keyshawn Carter didn't do anything in that game. Nope. Um, you know, Tejon Henry, like I mentioned, had that fumble. You know, which is really yep. nice to see. And then of course Alex Hogan getting burnt. Uh, you know, or I I don't even know if he had really a ton of playing time. Now, so I I didn't really keep up with Alex Hogan, but you know, uh, but yeah, grass not always green on the other side. Sometimes got to maintain a lawn that you have. I like that saying. I'm going to use that in the future. <laughs> So, uh, um, but yeah, cool. Uh, shit, uh, it's all good for college football, I think. And if it doesn't work, then I'm sure they'll change it. I mean, they've been willing to so far as of late. So, yeah, the cool. next thing I think that's going to come up though is probably regulations as, uh, as far as NIL deals go. Cause I mean, right now you're, you have all these boosters offering, you know, $3 million contracts, these five star recruits just to come to their school. 
that don't even really have to be good. I I don't know if that'll be maintainable. If I'm being honest, yeah, with you. like you know, it's booster clubs, and that's really just donations, right? So I don't know. It's kind of hard I mean, to it's sustain not like, that. Let, let, let's be honest here. There there was some money over the years being put under the table, like, like oh, you know, yeah, now, now it's just all over the table. You know, like <laughs> there there were definitely some, you know, you know behind closed doors deals being made to certain players to come to schools. Like, I think we all kind of know that deep down, but now it's just, it's, it's in your face. They don't have to keep it secretive anymore. It's, it's, it's right up front. That one would be a little bit, bit harder to regulate and police in that sense, considering that mm-hmm. it's already, you know, been happening for the last 50 years. <laughs> I think as, know? as far as like they, the way they would do it, right. The, the, I guess the legal ways it'd be a gift, right. They'd be like, oh, have this new Lambo. You know what I mean? Come to Kentucky. Come to Duke. You know what I mean? I, you know, just to throw that out there. But I could see it being like that. But I, I just don't know if it'd be sustainable, at least not with Booster. Especially if your program's doing not good. Unless your program's like a well-renowned one. Like, I'm sure Texas will continue to get away with it, even though, you know. I'm not going to speak that, on that. But that's really uh, UT's only way to be a competitive uh, team again is to buy their players. And uh, yeah. uh, we've seen that happen. You know, all these offensive linemen are getting $150,000 a year deals that have committed. You know, they had a, several uh, four- and five-star guys commit last year because they uh, were promised that amount of money, and I'm sure they are they are receiving it. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's really UT's only way because they do have deep pockets. You know, they have very deep they pockets. Do. Same they way do. as AM does. They have very. But deep for pockets. most programs, I just uh, just won't be sustainable. I don't think. Maybe I don't know how many Power Five uh, uh, teams could sustain that. I'd be curious to see as the this next you know couple of years go by. <laughs> but um, I don't know. That's just my two cents on it. Yeah, I, I definitely understand. I wonder if any Texas Tech players been offered a Lamborghini, and if so, can I just test ride it just for one time? Just one time. <laughs> just you one just time. Just I, want, I want to drive a Lamborghini, you know, just to just to fulfill this fantasy I've had. You know, like make me feel good. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy, I get you. Yeah, but but seriously though, if any Tech player out there is listening. I, I, I want to hop in. Jonah wants to ride the Lambo. <laughs> yes, I want to drive it. I want to drive it. Yeah, you could be passenger. Okay, I'll I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. if, if those are the options, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, but <laughs> moving on to our main topic of the day, uh, you know, Texas Tech is heading on the road to Carter Finley Stadium in Raleigh, North Carolina, to take on the North Carolina State Wolf Pack. Uh, game is at six o'clock central time on ESPN two. Uh, so yeah, the first real road test we've had uh, this season, uh, first road test for McGuire and this new coaching staff, this new squad that we have here. Um, you know, I, I guess the first question that we have is how do we match up against them? Well, you know, NC State is 16th ranked team in the country. They are coming off, I believe. A fifty-five to three victory over ah. I can't even. Uh, let, let me just look this up right quick. You see, you see me produce on the fly. Fifty-five to three, I believe. Yeah, was the score? Um, it's not enough. I'm just gonna point that out there just right now. Oh uh, yeah, it's um, fifty-five to three over Charleston Southern. So yeah. yes, it's not enough. They'll need more if they want to beat us. Just saying. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, they, they are coming off a pretty big victory. Uh, they did struggle against uh, East Carolina. I remember seeing that game because it was right after college game day. Uh, they broadcasted that one. Uh, they they looked pretty beatable against East Carolina. You know, I think East Carolina kind of shot themselves in the foot a couple times. It came down to kicking issues, came down to special teams, which I'll get to in just a second on what this matchup could come down to. Um, but, yeah, if, if East Carolina had a kicker who could make an extra point and make a field goal, NC State loses that game, and yeah. they're one and one on the season instead of being two and out. You know, and they went out there to um, to East Carolina, and East Carolina gave them hell. Like they really did. I mean, they they think of that as a legit rivalry game, uh, as they should. And, you know, just like uh, Houston does to us. You know, th- this is a um, m- maybe it's not a legit rivalry game yet, but I feel like when Houston does join the Big Twelve, this will be a legit. Rivalry game just makes sense. Game, red on red, you know. To 
Texas Tech and gave us all that we could handle. You know, we had that double overtime, you know, finale out there, which is a great game. We were at it, you know, it was awesome victory. And uh, so, yeah, kind of kind of similar going back to that. And, of course, we had that first week opener against Murray State, winning at 63-10. You know, they had the second game, you know, winning at 55-3 over Charleston Southern. You know, typical FBS, FCS beatdown. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're kind of kind of similar weeks that we've had up to this point, S- similar roads that we've taken up to this point between Texas Tech and NC State. Uh, the only difference being is that now we have to go on the road and take on a um, a legitimate FCS opponent. I mean, FCS, FBS opponent. <laughs> there you go. Oh boy. Sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm somewhere. It, it is. Uh, yeah, it, it has been a day. I will say that it's definitely <laughs> been one of those days, guys. But uh, getting back to like how we match up, you know, this is a very veteran offense in NC State that we are seeing against a very veteran defense that we have here at Texas Tech. Oh yeah. You know, like they have a lot of seniors. They they returned four of five offensive linemen that they had, and what the only offensive line they didn't return was the first round draft pick in the NFL. I, I forget his name. Don't 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 tell me this to bring up his name. But um, <laughs> I don't even know where he went. Where did he go? I I I, I honestly don't even care. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this is a very very veteran offense going against a very veteran defense, and. It's it's really going to come down to strength versus strength, weakness versus weakness. You know who can really just you know outgrind the other one. I feel like, and you know there's there's just so many um you know instead has so many playmakers on both sides of the ball where you know Texas Tech is going to really have to have to show out. You know uh, Texas Tech I think is a squad who could if they really put their mind to it really kind of sell down like hey like we're we're gonna have to grind to get this victory. I think they could, but it would have to be. I would say it would have to be the perfect storm, but it would definitely like a lot of things would have to come together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What do you think, buddy? What, what, what's yeah, kind of- I mean, I I personally think we match up pretty well this game. Um, and like you were just picking back off of you what you were saying earlier, like um, I think NC State's actually a very winnable game as well. I don't know if they're uh, I I like Devin Leary. I like the quarterback. Right? He was um. Uh, uh, supposedly a dark horse for the Heisman. I haven't really seen it this uh, season. I know it's only been two games. Maybe he gets the wake up game against Tech. Who knows? But right now, I'm not. I'm not a part of that hype train. Uh, I think their offense is good, um, but I, I don't know how well they'll match up against our defense. To be honest with you, because our defense has been playing uh, lights out this these past two games. You know what I mean? Um, and I am a big believer in Clay too, and I think he's a really good quarterback. And the defense held him to fifty percent and fifty-one percent, I think, completion percentage last game. And just to point out another little stat, the previous game against uh, Murray was once again fifty percent completion percentage. That's our secondary right there. That's our vets. I think we match up well. Um, I think it'll come down to the defense having to make a couple turnovers again, kind of like what they did versus the Houston game. You know. <laughs> I think that's a, I think that's what it would come down to. I I believe our offense will still drive down and score. I mean, uh, we've been, I think we're averaging over four hundred nineteen yards, four hundred yards, four hundred nineteen, four twenty. I don't remember the number exactly around there in passing yards. So, um, yeah, no, I I think we'll still be able to, despite how talented their defense is, and don't get me wrong. Their defense is talented. The one spot where we don't match up that well is probably our O-line against their D-line. Um, but, yeah, no, I still think we'll move the ball because, uh, you know, Smith, he's I, – I, I like his scrambling ability. I think he can extend plays pretty well. I don't know. What, what about you, John? What do you think on the whole matchups? So, getting down to, like, the real nitty-gritty of it, mm-hmm. um, you know – I wouldn't say like I mean, I know I mentioned like weakness versus weakness. I mean, it's really not a weakness. Like I wouldn't say Tech Tech offense is the weakness of us. You know, mm-hmm. I think we can definitely go down the field and drive as long as we're able to do that consistently, which I did not see in the Houston matchup. If we can make those corrections, especially on the offensive line. You know, I, I think this I think 
last week was a real wake-up call to this offensive line, allowing six sacks against Houston, yeah. uh, which does have a good defensive line. I think, the, like, like I said on the last podcast, I think that front seven really is um, their strength on that defense. But th- once again, they're they're not a you know a you know, top tier caliber defensive line. They're they're, they're pretty kind of kind in the middle there. You know, they're they're really kind of you know, I'd say as far as 130 teams in the country, I'd say they're probably at least top 50, you know. They're definitely a top 50 unit, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're not a world-beater team. And now you got to go against a an NC State defensive line who, um, you know, is really good. They can get pressure on you. They can stop the run. They can, you know, sack the quarterback. They can, you know, get some pass deflections out there. they got yeah, some pretty long, lean defensive ends. It was, so, what was it, 10 returning starters? Definitely be a challenge, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a... In an offense that really struggled to put drives together, as we saw, and you're 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 not gonna be allowed to do that. Like if you do that in this game, I mean, this, this is gonna be a lot of punts, you know. And uh, which is what I was gonna get into next um, on this list. Uh, what could it come down to? I think it could come come down to field position and special teams. And I know we have a world class punter in Austin McNamara back there. He's probably gonna get a lot of work, and he's probably gonna need to be spot on in this game, really pinning them deep, you know, getting them inside their own 10 and making them, you know, drive outwards towards that, which he can do. We have seen like Austin McNamara, I'm gonna call it right now. He's going to punt on Sundays. You know, he's going to be a really good special teams player on Sundays, you know, a really good punter. And, you know, that's what it really could come down to. And uh, also uh, Trey Wolf is really going to need to step up in this game because I feel like, you know, we got a little bit spoiled with Garibay last season, who can make a sixty-yarder seem pretty easy, pretty makeable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so you, you get a little spoiled <laughs> when it comes down to that. Now we got Trey Wolf, who I believe was our starter in two thousand twenty, for he lost the spot eventually half the season to Garibay, and then you know for the whole twenty twenty-one season. So Trey Wolf is a veteran guy, but I think his his leg is not the issue. I think it's the accuracy of his kicks. It's kind of always been his issues, his accuracy, to be honest with you. It's just the just chip shot field goals that you think are automatic. They're just, just they turn out right. Be, yeah. Yeah. Just it's very frustrating. I know it's frustrating for him, I'm sure, but I mean, probably no one beats himself up more than he does. But, but uh, you know, if I want to say it, I mean, it's probably going to come down to our kickers, our, our punter and kicker in this game. Um, if, if we are able to hold them to, to a close one, which I think we can. You know, I, I I don't think that uh, any state's going to come out and just, you know, completely flatten us. I think it's going to be a much closer game than people are predicting it to be. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, this this is this game is going to be just decide on that. Obviously, I, I really do respect um, any state's head coach. They have a very, very good head coach. A lot of, lot of respect uh, from, from Coach McGuire and um, – yeah, you know, he mentioned his open opening presser, and so they're they're very, they're very well coached. That's what I'm trying to say here. And you know, they're they're a team that's not going to beat themselves. They're not going to get those dumb penalties that you think. Like I said, they're, they're the veteran team. You know, they're they're not going to do those things that you, you know, that that kind of make you want to rip your hair out. Those pre-snap penalties or those you know like dumb uh, pis or uh, sportsmanlike cons. They're not going to get those calls. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's that's really what I think it could, could come down to is that. Um, what about you, buddy? I think it's turnovers, man. I special teams is important. I do believe that, but um, I think since you kind of like you you were saying, um, punting wise, I mean, Austin, he's got a leg. I think he's the real deal. I think we'll be okay punting wise. I think he's been. Well, I mean, did he have one shank? One shank this past game? I think he might have. Uh, I don't remember. I think I remember seeing one not go for a good punt, if I'm not mistaken. Regardless, though, I, I, I don't know if it'll come down to special teams. I mean, with that said, never, like, sleep on them either. I think it's turnovers. I think it's – um, I think it'll come down to our defense having to, you know, take the ball away again, which they have been doing quite well. So, that's my that's my thing. Typically, the team who uh, has the most turnovers usually loses. Usually loses. So, or commits turnovers usually loses. Sorry. Yeah, I think one of the wrong. 
I think the last time we actually went out to rally to play NC State uh, was back is back when they had Philip Rivers on their team. Uh, we put up 681 yards of offense and we only scored 21 points. <laughs> like that's that's got that's got to kill you. Red zone. That, that that is devastating to see that. Of course, I think we gave up like you know a, a special team score and like a pick six or something like that, and that you know made that game end up being what it was. Um, I believe not Wes in our favor. Was, I'm trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> I also him. believe. Fun fact: I think Wes Welker was part of those teams. Wes Welker was on that team. Yes. Right. Yes. Nice. The, uh, guy who is cursed to not win a Super Bowl, unfortunately. Guy who is cursed to not win a Super Bowl. Poor guy. Jeez. Poor guy. Yeah, I know. I, I definitely feel zero oh, and four. Three as a player, one as a coach. Oof. That that is devastating to see. Like he was a part of uh, the Patriots teams. You know when, when they were you know a dominant force. Went to two Super Bowls. Lost both against the Giants. Went to go play uh, with Peyton out in Denver. Lost the Super Bowl against Seattle. Mm-hmm. Was a receivers coach for the 49ers. Lost to the Chiefs and Mahomes. I mean, it, it, that that is devastating, man. Just they hate to see it. I, Thanks I, for I reminding him, Jonah. For Way, to Way to go. Way to go. But I feel um, for West Walker too. Hell of a player. Yes, like, like I said, I think it could come down to special teams. You think it could could come down to turnovers, which you know, obviously, we'll see Saturday night. And um, you know, I, I just hope it. Uh, I just hope we're the team that prevails. I hope we make the fewer mistakes, and I hope that our our uh, punting and our kicking is just just on point in this one. Uh, who are some players to watch out for though on the NC State squad? So obviously, like you mentioned, Devin Leary. He is a legit quarterback. He is going to play on Sundays. Um, he was voted a ACC preseason Player of the Year. Came mm-hmm. in at number one. So he's better than anybody at Clemson. Better than anybody at Florida State, better than anyone at Louisville or North Carolina. Like Devin Leary is the guy who was voted by everybody to win ACC Player of the Year. Um, obviously, that's a lot of hype to live up to. Has he lived up to it? You know, not necessarily, but like you said, it is week two. And we'll see later on this year. Is this his breakout game? I certainly hope not. I hope not. You know, I hope he throws four interceptions, to be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, I hope so, too. You know, but he is definitely a playmaker. He can do it both his arm and his legs. He he's kind of reminds me of just a better Clayton Toon. You know how high I am on Clayton Toon. I, I think Clayton I is a really good quarterback. Does kind of struggle in those big moments, as we saw. You know, does kind of, you know, break down a little bit. But definitely does not. He actually rises up in those big moments in those games. Um, and this is the NC State team that's expected to compete with Clemson for a uh, conference title. I think they're in the same division. I'm not sure. I don't exactly you know, know how their DAC divisions line up. I think they are in the same division as them now. Regardless, their expectations is did throw yeah. Clemson. They, they, yeah. they have very high expectations to compete for a conference title this year. And right now, they're sitting at number 16 in the country. So, yeah, it's 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 all there. They they have the pieces. Now they just got to make it mesh and just throw it on the field. Mm-hmm. So and um, it all starts with thirteen Devin Leary. Yeah, and he's a guy that can really really make that happen for them. Another guy. That, the, uh, uh, what's up? I was gonna say the running back personally. Yes, I don't know how to uh, say his name. Was it Demi Sumo Karnbaye? I don't know how to say it, man. It's a it's a wild name. Sumo it's Sumo Karn. Karnyang Bay, but I, I, I can't say that second part. Regardless, also that Jordan guy Houston is as well. A, they got they got some studs over there. Let's just yes. put it that way. They have an RB one for sure in that kid. It's it's pretty nice. Where's number zero? Pretty easy to spot him. But yeah. um, yeah. Besides Devin, that kid's that kid's nice. He he be running. Yeah, him, Jordan <laughs> Houston are are really two are are two pretty complimentary running backs. And that can really just like if you, if you get them in open space, like good luck trying to tackle these dudes. They, they they are good. They're fast. They're you know they're uh, powerful, and uh, just yeah, like you don't want to get these guys in open space. You you want to contain them, make them play in a box, and uh, just um, just do a good job tackling. They 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 will run through arm tackles. So you gotta you know the form is gonna be key. And uh, um, gang tackling. So yeah, that's and, uh, that's, that, that's what I believe in gang tackling. Everyone fly to the football. Fly to keeping with the uh, keeping with the defense though, uh, Drake Thomas, the linebacker, and uh, Peyton Wilson, the, the linebacker duo they have there. Those are really good run stuffers. They can get lost in space pretty easily. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that you know, with our passing game and the way that Kittle likes to drop plays, uh, to where if we're going empty sets, I, I think that's what we might see a lot of. Is a lot of empty sets, kind of like over the middle, kind of like crossing routes. Um, I don't, mm. I don't see a ton of deep shots that we're gonna take, but considering those guys do get lost space a little bit of time, so I, I can see some shots right in the middle, maybe with one of our big tight ends, either Mason Mason Tharp or Baylor Cup, just you know, kind kind of gashing them with that, you know, kind of like um, getting these uh, you know, seven, eight yard receptions just constantly, mm. consistently, you know. Um, kind of you know, um, thousand cuts just marching down the field like that, and of course keeping them honest with the run game and Taj Brooks and uh, Sir Roger Thompson. Of course, of course. And uh, one of the last words I want to mention for this uh, NC State squad is their uh, safety, uh, Tanner Engel. Uh, he's a senior. He's experienced. He's a veteran. He's a leader of this team, uh, at least leader of the DB core. Um, yeah, he's definitely a guy you have to watch out for. You have to game plan. For him, he's a guy who can make an interception happen just, you know, anywhere on the field. He's he, a playmaker. Yeah, just just total playmaker across the board. I also can see him playing on Sundays as well. Um, so definitely got to uh, to watch out for. You know that um, uh, Zach Kelly has game plan around him and uh, can really just um, can, can really just set the tempo for not only the DB core, because he's a guy that they uh the rest of the guys really rallied around. So he's um you know definitely a guy you want to have um you you, you just really you really want to not throw his way. <laughs> it's it's kind of it's kind of long answer. That's a long route to get to where I was going. Just just try to not throw his way. He's a look, man. He'll spark your team up. That that's basically what he's trying to get down to. He'll spark your defense up. Uh, Get it? Just don't have the ball around this kid because when he makes plays, he'll let y'all know. That's all. I felt like Chris Collinsworth was like, "Here's a guy. Here's a guy." <laughs> uh, yeah. So, with all that said, Jenna, where keys to victory? The keys to victory today. Kind of moving on to that segment. Uh, one, like we kind of touched on a little bit earlier, our defense needs to play lights out. You know, this is our veteran group. I'll return a lot of these guys. Um, you're, you're going to need to play some of the best football you've played thus far on the season. I don't hope it's the best game that you play. I hope the best game you play on defense is next week against Texas. Um, but you definitely need to play your best football. Make them earn every yard. Every catch needs to be contested. Every yard needs to be hardly earned. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's a really big key to victory for, for, for this defense. Or one for me, I would say uh, it's our own line holding up for sure. Um, right now in the season, NC State only has one sack, the one sack they got last week against their opponent. That's the only sack they've had on the season, but uh, they also uh, had about 10 hurries. And in my opinion, um, hurries are just as valuable as sacks are, if not more. When you have a quarterback in the rest, really can change your game plan when he's seeing ghosts. Trust me, I watch Sam Darnold play a lot. Of fun. I know all about that personally. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, that that really messes with a quarterback. Keep it like this, right? That's really how you beat Tom Brady. That's how you beat most quarterbacks. So I think our O-line definitely needs to show out. Um, I also think as far as you're saying about our um, offense being consistent, I think we definitely need to have the quick passing game going this game um because uh, that's that's how you make that's how you make it easier on your quarterback you know quick slant quick uh screen i actually hope to see a lot of uh running back screens to taj maybe this game let's get him like you know maybe three or four and i, I think he'll light it up and probably get a nice 40 yard gasher i could see it in my dreams already jonah i'm telling you but um <laughs> that'd be nice <laughs> to yeah, say it would be nice to see you know that's that's probably one of my keys um for sure, I, I think our defense is going to show out. They've showed out so far in two games, and I think they're just hungry for even more. I think they're here to make a statement in the Big 12 that a Joey McGuire team, it may not be more talented than you, but we're going to grind out these games because kind of how it's been, you know? Yeah, and you kind of touched on my second key, which I was going to get to uh, in just a second. You know, protect your damn quarterback. You know, <laughs> you have got yeah. to protect – Donovan Smith, you know, I, I will say, so he took six sacks against Houston. One of those was kind of his fault. Like, like they gave you 
four seconds, four and a half, five seconds, which is really all they're asked to do. Like you can't ask much more for an offensive line mm-hmm. than to give you at least that amount of time. And, you know, like he, he took one, I know one sack in particular he took where like he, he needs to have a better internal clock, needs to have better pocket uh, awareness. And so but that, that that's going to come into play. Like I said, though, um, I, I think that I think that might have been just a little bit of um, has some growing pains, I guess. He'll he'll get better honestly. at it. He'll, we like, got to keep in mind, like yeah, this, this is his this first is real start that he had mm-hmm. on the season against a better team. Like yeah, I know he threw four touchdowns against Murray State, but like you know, like, look, we're not going to play any more Murray States this year. Like like our schedule yeah. does not get any easier. Like it, it really doesn't. Um, especially not in this game. Mm-hmm. So like he'll learn, he'll get better, he'll progress. And develop that internal clock, develop that uh, better pocket awareness, and uh, really just you know sling it, take off with his legs. He needs to. He, he can make a lot of play plays with his legs. We saw that uh, this mm-hmm. past Saturday. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so protect your damn quarterback. And my uh, my last one, don't beat yourselves. You know, I you know, like I said, I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. Eliminate Ooh. the mistakes. No dumb holding calls. No dumb PI calls that you're gonna get, or uh, you know, like on a like you get a false start on a third and four, and then backs you up to nine. Like Jesus Christ, like that that stuff makes you want to just rip your freaking hair out. You know, like <laughs> I hate it. It's it's so infuriating. Limit your mistakes. You know why? Because like I said, this NC State team is very disciplined. And they're not going to make those same mistakes. They're old. They have they have a old style head coach. Um. So, yeah, that's going to be very crucial when it comes down to it. Mm. So just 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 stop doing that. And uh, as you mentioned, limit the turnovers. You know, don't get don't get dumb turnovers. You know, protect the damn ball. You know, protect your damn quarterback. Protect the damn football. All right. Damn <laughs> that's right. That's really all you got to ask for. And you take take the crowd out of it. And get them sitting home and by just play team. lights out defense. Basically, those three right there. Play lights yep. out D, protect your damn ball, don't beat yourself, and protect the damn quarterback. So that's that uh, four. Yeah, that's four. I mean, three keys, <laughs> technically four, as always. I'm just you messing know, with you. I, I always have to be a little extra. I think we match up well. I do. I think it'll be a close game. Uh um, with that close game that you have, uh, let's get some score predictions, man. What do you what do you what do you see this game being? Fool, Well, I saw the over and under, and I kind of agree with it, to be honest with you. Uh, we'll get into that for easy money, but um, yeah, no, um, I see this being a close game. I see this being kind of a time of possession, take the crowd out of it, run the ball a little more, you know, because they do have home field advantage. But the way you do that is you make it a, a, a long, long offensive drives, which I know is very hard for us uh for us tech offenses sometimes because we score in two plays which is exciting but i mean it, it might tire out your defense just yeah, saying and, and when the that happens style that we do yeah yeah like i know it's good but sometimes it's it's matchups you know and uh the home field advantage definitely plays a part nc state talented team in the acc you know their fans are expecting um big things this season as well so it, they should be riled up and this isn't a a, a Texas Tech team that's you know some cupcake you know we're not a we're not just a, a run of the mill school we're, we're not Charleston pretty, Southern just a little yeah. bit better just just a little bit better maybe <laughs> I don't know maybe no but we are and um yeah they shouldn't they shouldn't take us lightly and if they do that's their problem let them let them think that we're easy money but a uh, score prediction oh uh, hmm. I think I'm gonna go with 35, uh, 32. Tech. 35, 32. You have Texas Tech winning or NC State? Uh, I have uh Tech winning because I I think we won this game. You have Tech winning 35 to 32. Double uh, not double OT, probably one OT. One OT. Overtime. Okay, you're gonna make that one. All That's right. what we're gonna do. It's gonna be an OT. We're gonna kick a field goal. They're gonna get a chance to to score. Um. And yeah, we're gonna get a uh, strip strip sack. That's how we end the game. <laughs> <laughs> Getting down to real specifics, right awesome. there. Strip sack. That's how we we'll end the game, right there. So uh, as far as points go, I kind of am in the same ballpark 
Only um, I did not have Texas Tech winning this game. As uh, you know, we, we did the um, down. breakdown. I <laughs> I I, I kind of have to stick with that. I I'm a man who kind of sticks with his words. I stick to my guns. I do not have Texas Tech winning this game. I have us losing 34 to 27. Um, but good news is, you know, we cover that spread, which we'll get to here in a minute. We'll beat it at least. And uh, so yeah. Uh, that is my score prediction. I have NC State winning 34 to 27. You have Tech winning 35 to 32 in overtime. Yes, sir. To put the extra overtime in there. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll wrap up our main topic of the day. Now it's time Let's to get into one of our more favorite topics. What's this topic called, Zuni? It's that easy moolah. Easy money. Let's go. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. All right, welcome in to Easy Money. Before we begin, we've got to go over some wins and losses from last week. Uh, last week, it was, um, you know, it was better than the week before. I'll say that. Still wasn't great. You know, we had 22 total bets. Um, nice. I went 12 and 10. You actually beat me. went 13 and 9. Nice. Yes. And uh, we are actually tied on the season. We are Whoa. both 29 and 29. We're both 500. Oh. Believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Let's go. We are we are absolutely even. So, uh, let's go ahead and get get into the see the uh games this week. First up, we have Oklahoma versus Nebraska. Oklahoma, eleven and a half point favorite, over under of sixty six and a half. Zuni, what are you taking here, buddy? Oh my goodness! What am I taking here? Let's see, Oklahoma. Uh, how did Oklahoma be last week? I'm trying to remember. No, that was A and M that lost half losers. Um, let's see. And a half. By the way, that was hilarious watching A and M lose. Versus the, yeah, of course. It you was. see that um, cringy ass video they had of their yell leaders come out? That was also awesome. I did not see that, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure it was cringeworthy. Oh, don't enough. worry. I'll send it to you. Oh, okay. Fabulous. Um, yeah, no, I think I'm going to go ahead and take the under on this one. I think Oklahoma, well, mm, do they keep the pedal to the metal? I don't know because they didn't really I mean, Nebraska did just fire State, Scott right? Frost. So. I know, look, I know Oklahoma is going to win this game. I just don't know if – I don't know if I'm feeling the over. You know what I mean? That's all. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna go with the under, but I do think Oklahoma covers this spread. Okay, I got you. I am uh, I'm actually in the same boat as you. I think Oklahoma covers the spread. I think they win by 12 or at least a couple touchdowns. I actually think it could be more. Um, I think Oklahoma wins pretty handedly. I think this mm-hmm. is really a uh, kind of like um, you know, a 42-10 type ball game, but they will mm-hmm. not get the over. I, I think the um. I think that point spread is that, that that's a lot. You know, that's, that's a lot of points you're asking for yeah. sides to put up here. Grant Nebraska will kind of be playing with a chip on their shoulder. They, they, they're basically playing with nothing to lose at this point. You know, because like coaches are been fired. They already got players in the portal. Um, you know, like just go out there and play football. You know, just go out there and play ball. Right. You know, se- season's already kind of lost at this point. Um, which the disrespect. Yeah, <laughs> never know. Say they, they they might Nebraska just turn it around. Kind of a Nebraska kind of screwed themselves a little bit out of a, a little bit of money because if they had waited, I think it was like three or five weeks, um, to fire Scott Frost, they would only had to have paid him seven and a half million dollars as opposed to the fifteen million dollars they would have to pay for the rest of the contract. So mm. they said after that loss to Georgia uh, to Georgia State or was it Georgia State or Georgia Southern? I don't, I don't know. W- one of those two. Um, well, they lost, you know, 45 42 on their home field in Lincoln. Uh, they're like, Yeah, no, we, we don't want you coaching this team anymore. We want you to get the hell out of Lincoln. All right. <laughs> they said, We'd rather lose money paying you to fucking, oh, paying you to leave. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're dropped just it, man. You here. With it. <laughs> just, you better throw the teeth in there then, I guess. <laughs> I might. Nah, leave but, it. But, um, but yeah, nah, I mean, 
Uh, I think we're both in agreement here. Nebraska, you you done you done screwed up. You done you done a bunch of no nos. Okay. Yeah, I mean, even though Oklahoma is uncertain, I still think they go into Nebraska and just you know kind of kind of beat the brakes off of them. Um, you know, just like you know Georgia State or Southern did. I I I need to find that one out, but uh, you know. Yeah, I I have Oklahoma covering, and I, I'm I'm taking the under as well. Nice. Next up, we got Purdue going on the road to Syracuse in the Carrier Dome. Syracuse favored by one, with the over under of fifty eight and a half. This is going to be a really good matchup. Um, I'm actually going to have to take the Cuse, the G men, Orange men. Um, Let's go. <laughs> the G men. Uh, I think I might. You know, Big Ten ACC that that kind of screams under, but just say screw, it, I'm gonna take the over. You're gonna you're gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the over at 58 and a half. Yeah, I'm you the over. are incredible. I actually am gonna take the over as well, and I think Syracuse covers, and I think they win. Yeah, um, the last time I bet against Syracuse was like Louisville was a four and a half point favorite, and Syracuse beat the brakes off of Louisville thirty one to seven. So look, I'm, I'm not riding with my G men this year. I'm what? riding with my G men this year. Okay, Syracuse. <laughs> Your G men, Orange Orange I'm riding with them. So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. But I think it'll be the I'm taking the over and Syracuse covers. Bam. Awesome, love it, love it. Next up, we got Georgia. Going on the road to take on South Carolina. Uh, Georgia is a 24 and a half point favorite with the over under of 54. Zuni, who you got, buddy? Oh, geez, man. Well, I think this is definitely going to be the upset of the year when Georgia doesn't cover. So that's what's happening. Um, Yeah, they'll, uh, they'll hit the over. I don't think they cover. So you got them taking the over, but you have uh, South Carolina beating the spread. Awesome. awesome. Nah, I'm joking. I'm not going to stick with that. You're crazy. Last time I bet against Georgia, Oregon put up oh, a yeah. field goal. Yeah, no, Georgia <laughs> covers, and yeah, they definitely hit the over. So Georgia covers and hit the over. I'm actually yep. going to have to agree with you because after watching that last game, uh, yeah, there, there, there's no way. I mean, South Carolina um, will show up for like maybe a quarter or two, but Georgia will take over. Georgia will take over. So, moving on to the next one after that, we got Penn State versus Auburn. Penn State, a three-point favorite on the road with the over-under of 47 and a half. Um, I'm probably going to have to take – I'll take Penn State. I think Auburn's still in kind of rebuild mode. Haven't really quite hit their stride with Brian Harston as a head coach. Um, they are at home, though. That does kind of make me want to um, – you know, maybe take Auburn the points uh, to to beat the to beat the spread. Uh-huh. Um, but nah, I'll I'll go ahead and stick with Penn State covering, and I'm gonna go ahead and bet. You know, Penn State, I mean, Big Ten SEC that kind of screams under because of that. I'm gonna take the over. <laughs> no sense, but I'm take the love over. the re- love the reasoning. I'm actually gonna go with the under, and I think uh, I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. I do. I think I see this being a nice grindy out game. Auburn's coming out 2014. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Just going with the upset. Next up, we got BYU versus Oregon. Oregon, a three and a half point favor with the over under of 58. Zuni, what you got, man? Disrespect, I think, to BYU. I think they're always a better team than most people give them credit for, man. Then Mormons can play. I'm telling you, man. Them boys, I think I think they hit the over, but I actually think BYU ends up winning this game ultimately. So, uh, yeah, I, I think this is a trap game for BYU. <laughs> if you're gonna bet on BYU to 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 beat the spread, because they are coming off a really big victory against Baylor at home mm-hmm. in Provo, you know, going on the road, hostile environment in Austin. I'm actually gonna have to go with Oregon to cover that, and I'm gonna go ahead and take the under in this one actually. I love my ducks, but it's they have a lot of reasons going against them. First year coach, you know, I believe. And yeah, no, it's Oregon. I, I don't know. Sometimes Pac twelve just they're just a little weird, those teams over there. They just want to be a little weird boy sometimes. Like, yo, hey, come on, don't be weird, just join the Big Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Weird, just join the Big Twelve. Just do it. <laughs> no, you want to. But no, but uh yeah, I uh I, I think BYU wins. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's where we differ. Where we differ. It's... Uh, up next, Colorado going on the road, take on Minnesota Golden Minnesota. Gophers. Minnesota. Minnesota, a 27 and a half point favorite with the over under of 46 and a half. I mean, look, I'm, if I can give any advice, stay away from this game at all, at all costs. Um, you know, last <sighs> time we had a spread like this, I believe it was Utah State and UConn, and Utah State did not cover that. I don't think Minnesota covers. I'm going to go with Colorado to beat the spread. Over under 46, I might actually have to take the over in that one, though. Uh, I'm going to take the over as well, and yeah, uh, I I don't think they cover either, but I will take the over. I don't think okay. Minnesota covers. I think they win, though. So we're on the same wavelength there. Awesome. On that one, yeah. Up next, we got Ole Miss versus Georgia Tech. Ole Miss, a 17-point favorite. With the over under of sixty three, uh, I think they got the, I think got the spread right. I think Ole Miss will cover that. I'm gonna take the under though. You don't think Georgia Tech would just get twenty one points to no, Ole Miss's forty? I mean, this this is like, look, don't ask bad bad teams to do good things, you know. So that's kind of what I stick to when it comes to betting. Uh, it's Georgia Tech, man. Yeah, they're boys. not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you're gonna, you're you're gonna pick them just because they have the tech name. No, not at all. Ole Miss is gonna cover. <laughs> I don't yeah. think they. Uh, I think they do hit the over though. I bet you Ole Miss just comes out guns. But is this at Georgia Tech? This is in Atlanta. In Georgia, in Atlanta. That's yeah. mm, yeah, not that far. I bet Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still going Ole Miss. They'll cover, and I think they hit the over. All right. Up next, we got Miami taking on Texas A&M. A&M, a five-and-a-half-point favorite with the over-under of 45. Um, you know, despite us clowning A&M for losing Appalachian State last week, which they are well-deserved, um, I, uh, I, I think A&M does bounce back in this one. I think they do beat Miami by a touchdown. And the over-under of 45... That's that, that that sounds right, right on the money. Um, I'm 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 gonna take the over though now. Uh, I am gonna take the over as well, but do I want Texas A&M to win? Oh, I don't want A&M to win anything. But what do I think is gonna happen? I think they're gonna bounce back. I think they're you know gonna be fired up. They were embarrassed last week against App State. And they're so in College they're Station. They're gonna come out guns blazing. They're in College Station. So yeah, uh, I mean it'd just be nice for the U just to go out there and just wreak havoc. I think they hit the over, but I don't think they covered it. Alrighty. I I think uh A and M wins uh twenty four twenty. I bet you it's something weird like that. Yeah, it, it must. Or twenty. Like, I, I, I can see this going a number of ways. That it's definitely- or like twenty seven uh tw- twenty five something weird. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be like a 22-25 game, <laughs> Some, something weird like that. I, yeah. I can see that, too. Uh, but up next, we got Kansas versus Houston. Houston, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite with the over-under of 57. This is my upset of the week. Kansas, the Jayhawks, the undefeated Kansas Jayhawks at 2-0, beating West Virginia. You know, and uh, in I believe it was overtime. It was either overtime or double overtime. I don't know which one. They went on the road. They beat West Virginia in Morgantown. Um, this offense can put up a lot of points, and they can do it fast. So I have Kansas beating Houston in Houston, uh, and I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over. I think it's gonna be a pretty big shootout. Really? Yep. I, I like, uh, like like I mentioned uh, in a, one of our first episodes. I like where Lance Leipold is taking this Kansas team. I don't mind seeing Kansas have success because they, they've just been this basement team in the Big 12, always picked to finish last in football. You know, like, I, I, I don't mind seeing them have success in football. Obviously, I want them to lose to Tech, but 
I don't mind seeing them have six. I feel like that makes the Big 12 look a little bit better. Like, hey, yeah, we're kind of need it, right? Still compete. And it's going to be a big test for Kansas. They are coming off a pretty big victory. They might still be riding on that high, which could prove to be detrimental. But I think they're going to go into Houston. They are road tested. They are battle tested. I think they get the dub against the Cougars. And uh, I think uh, Daniel Holgers gets fired. <laughs> Hot take by Jonah. <laughs> Hot take by Jonah. Quick one. Bam. Uh, I'm going to do the sensible thing. Houston's probably pissed that they lost to us, let's be honest. So, yeah, I think they're going to come back. Uh, I don't think they – actually, no. I think they cover the, I think they cover the spread. And um, I'm actually going to go with the over as well. I think it'll be uh, a higher you, score look, game. Look at you but... just being smart and shit. Oh, yeah. It's just Playing a little bit, it huh? safe. Man, I didn't make the, the comeback. I didn't think I was going to get back to 29, 29. <laughs> 0. 0. 0.500. I need to go for – I need a pass, man. C's get degrees. But yes, that is my upset of the week. Whereas you play it safe. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, um, but up next, the though, we have North Carolina uh, to win, but whatever. What's that? Huh? So, nothing. Just says just says the one that picks North Carolina to win. Oh, week, whatever. Whatever, dude. Whatever. <sighs> it's fine. Go ahead, California. Cal. Uh, we got Cal taking on Notre Dame. Notre Dame, a 10.5-point favorite with the over-under of 41. Um, That tells me not a lot of defense is expected to be played in this one. I kind of agree. Um, Cal is not a good team. Notre Dame's kind of proven to not be a good team either. Our boy, <laughs> I want to give a shout-out to our boy, Henry Columbi, who transferred to Marshall, and Marshall went on the road to South Bend, beat Notre Dame uh, in their home stadium, and just upset I think they were number eight in the country, eighth ranked team in the country at the time. And just absolutely upset Notre Dame. Good job, Henry Columbia. Shout out to you. You know, you'll you'll um you'll 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 be a tech guy through and through. You know, you, no matter even if you're wearing a Marshall uniform right now, you are a tech guy. So good job. Claim you. We claim you. Shout out to him. That said, I got Notre Dame in the points and I'm gonna take the under. Um I'll probably take the over. Um yeah, and I think Notre Dame doesn't cover. I bet you Cal just scores a gimme touchdown at the end or field goal. Some shit. Something <laughs> like that. Something weird. Yeah, something weird. So last one we have. Cap it off with the best of them all. The best game this this uh, this, this Saturday, we'll say. Some would say college game day should be there. Yeah, just absolutely. I think it should. You know, they missed out. Oh, well. You know, tough for them. Tough for them. We got Texas Tech versus North Carolina State. NC State, a 10-point favorite with the over-under of 54.5. Uh, I'm sticking to my original score. Uh, so I have Tech covering the spread. They're going to beat the spread, and we'll take the over in this one. <laughs> so you, you'd be in the same boat. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, what did I say? 30... 35, 32. 35, 32. That's what I was about to say. 37, 35. Yeah, 35, 32. That's the one. Well, all so, right. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. And, I, and by the way, I, I hope to be proven wrong. I want Texas Tech to win. I'm just very realistic. <laughs> Some would so, say pessimistic. In my I'm not pessimistic. Mind. I'm just Whatever. realistic. You know, like, you know, come on now. We all have opinions. Like somebody, some people are eternal optimists. Me, I'm just the eternal realist. <laughs> this so, guy. But yeah, that'll end it for easy money. Uh, did you have a trivia question you wanted to ask me? Today? I had a couple of trivia questions to ask you, Jonah. Let's see what you're made of tonight. Let's see. So, Jonah, let me ask you. I touched on it a little bit earlier. But um, let's see if you get this question right. Let's see, do a final answer. You might cheat it. I gave him some time, y'all, to think about it. But uh, last time Tech played NC State. And bonus points if you could uh, tell me what our current record is against them. I think we're – are we are we one and one? Against uh, NC State? No. We're no, are we zero and two? We're not zero and two. Surprisingly enough, since you look like you're blinking. Go ahead. Guess the year. When's the last time we played them? Uh, I'm going to go 2004. 2004. You were just one year off. You were correct in 2003. In your earliest time. It was 2003. Yep. 
that was the last time we played uh against them and like you touched on earlier we lost <laughs> um but what yeah fun no. to score that game uh final score was 49 21 oh that was the final score gross ultimately um uh, but uh yeah no our all-time record against nc state is uh Four and one, and apparently we haven't beat them since the fifties. So, oh really? Shout- we're four and one against them. Yeah, we're four and one against them, and we haven't beat them since the fifties. So, shout out to our grandparents that attended that game. Well, so, hell, let's make it five and one, buddy. Wait, well, <laughs> duh. No, it's four and one, NC State. Oh, for oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was at Texas Tech. Oh, no, no, four and one, NC State. I was oh. saying, well, it's gonna we be four and two now. Fifties, man, four <laughs> and two. But uh, that's one little one. Um, the next one I wanted to ask you, it's a little bit, uh, related to how many you could, uh, get out of your college football knowledge, but, um, out of the 10, uh, out of the schools, you know, uh, a lot of college players play in the league in the NFL as some would, uh, see on Sunday nights. Um, can you name me, uh, which schools have had the most players in the NFL currently? So right now you have, you have the top 10 in front of you right now. I have the top 10 in front of me. Right okay, now. So I'm gonna see how many I can guess. Go ahead. Go Alabama. One. Uh Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Ohio State. Ohio State. USC. USC. Um I want to say is LSU in there? LSU. Okay, LSU. Five. Um Clemson. Um Clemson is not in there. Not in there. Dang it. Uh, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Michigan? Okay. Michigan's That's in there. Six. Uh, Florida State? Florida State is not in there. Miami? Miami is not in there. Dang it. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, dang, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is unfortunately in there, yes. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately in there. Okay. So unfortunately that's seven in there. That I have. Um Oregon? Nope. Uh dang it. So I got three more to guess. Yes. Hmm. I wanna say Penn State. Yes. Penn State. Okay, awesome. And two more. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, please don't tell me Texas is in there. Uh, they're not. Awesome. <laughs> of course Love not. It. No. Love what it. The heck? Love it. <laughs> um, kind of, kind of drawing a blank right now. Dang, just two more. Is um, one of Georgia them in there? Surprised is Georgia? Georgia is in there, yes. Georgia, okay, and the last one. I got one more. One more is, is, is the last one a surprise, kind of like a one you wouldn't think of. Yeah. Um. Hmm. What did you say all in total? I think one of them was wrong. But I don't remember which one. You said Bama. You said LSU. You said Ohio State. You said Georgia. You said yeah. Penn State. You said Michigan, Oklahoma. Did you say Notre Dame? You did, yes, right? I did. Yes. So you said all of those. And uh yeah, you still have two more. Two more. You still have two more? Two more. I, I don't know what I don't know when we miscounted there, but one of the teams in there <laughs> this is on you, buddy. Oh, USC. That's what it was. You said uh, USC. USC, yes. USC is not in the top ten now. Oh, damn. That's what it was. So you have two more currently. Looks like Jonah cannot think of it, ladies and gentlemen. Am yeah. I ready to break it away? Let me tell you, last two yeah, just break it away, buddy. Last two teams on there that you did not guess: Florida Gators, Florida. Iowa. Okay. Surprisingly, and then Iowa, Iowa. Surprisingly, dang. Okay. So just out of curiosity, or just to you know, just to fill that for you, Alabama number one at fifty-eight players on current rosters. Um, Iowa number ten at thirty, somehow. <laughs> yeah. Iowa has 30 uh, NFL players. Good for Iowa. They yeah, produce they, talent. They can, uh, they they just, can produce uh, some talent. They can take some corn-fed country boys. no offense. Throw them in the NFL. Yeah, no, no offense. offense at all. You know, No offense. Pretty just funny. tight ends. Just, just tight ends. That's it. 
But, but yeah, the top five goes Bama, LSU, Ohio State, Georgia, Notre Dame. That's All top right. five. No real surprise there. At least I was able to guess that. Yeah. You were able to guess the good majority of them, yes. But uh, yeah, just uh, thought some of that was interesting to see where a lot of the NFL talent is. You know, it's a good amount of players right there. <laughs> awesome. But, uh, uh, yeah, any final thoughts, buddy? Trivia. Any final uh, thoughts before we end, end this podcast? I hope we win. Shout out to my cat. Um, let's go. Let's go, Texas Tech. Guns up. Whoop, whoop. We're going to beat North Carolina State. Prove Jonah wrong. <laughs> Non-believer. Look, I would love nothing more than for the student to prove me wrong, okay? I want to say that up front. I want Texas Tech to beat the brakes off of North Carolina State 50-10. to 10. That's what I want it to be. But I think <laughs> it's going to be, though, I think it's going to be the score I mentioned earlier. <laughs> oh, that score was so terrible that I don't even remember what you said about it. <laughs> Four to seven, I tech Terrible, terrible. Um, but uh, that will do it for this edition of the Loner Podcast. Thank y'all so much for joining us. For Nathan Zuniga, I'm Joni Young. Saying so long. We'll see you next time here on the Loner Podcast. Bye bye.